0: red eye all one word for 15% off your stay at motel that's a great deal and that's just something i've noticed brought to you by motel 6
1: now it's red eye radio gary mcnamara and eric harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio.
0: Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Hartley. We're just here trying to earn our keep. That's all we're doing, eking out a living. Welcome to Red Eye Radio for Monday. Gary, how are you?
2: Eh! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How was your weekend? It didn't blow me away. <laughs> Brian Regan and Seinfeld on comedians and cars getting coffee. They have a hilarious bit on that. Like, imagine you bought some defective dynamite. How was the dynamite? Eh, didn't blow me away.
3: That <laughs> <laughs> no, was a good weekend. Yeah, it, it good. was. Uh, it was. It was uh, good. Accomplished a lot. So that, yeah, was, uh, you know, stuff around the house. You well, know, it makes one of us. Just uh, you know that time that time of the year, but yeah, uh, I don't even know where to start today. I have to tell you, I mean, I just uh, you you probably heard me going through a bunch of different audio cuts, and I'm like, I don't know where to begin. I mean, it's, it's just every, <laughs> everything was just like, uh, well, I guess I guess you could begin with the uh, Wall Street Journal report on the uh, on the COVID uh, uh, lab leak theory. Yeah, it, it appears that now that
0: is the most likely theory. Yes. And if, with, that, if that report is accurate, I guess here's here's my question. With,
3: with low confidence. Yeah, with low confidence. But then I saw yeah. New York Post had moderate comf- confidence in quotes. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's almost as if, it's almost as if, okay, we're being dragged over here. And mm-hmm. yeah, we now believe it's most likely with low confidence. Well, then what's the confidence in the natural? Yeah, I mean uh, and that's it because the natural the, uh, theory. The Fox News alert
0: says low, it says most likely and also says low, low confidence. Well, if it's low confidence,
3: why is it means, most likely?
0: Because what they'll do in a room is they'll say, "Okay, apply the percentage." What do you think? Right, and then ninety. They'll go around the room. Ninety-five percent, eighty percent. Does this mean ten percent? What does low confidence mean? In a case like this, when you're assessing something so critical, um, you know, because this at this point now, this is going to be the question, you know, the the whole new set of questions (laughs) for Jean-Pierre on Monday.
3: Well, it's going to be a zoo just going through all the different uh, audio and, you know, the video, the audio from the Sunday morning news shows. Yeah. I mean, it was just—it's just like whoa, whoa, whoa—and uh, I think one of the, uh, you know, the 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 question on, well, this is the interesting thing that on—I think it was on this week. Uh, was it this week or or I, which one was it now? Yeah, it was this week. Hmm. Um, where they were still asking about the Chinese spy balloon. they yeah, right. <laughs> and actually it was it was a good question, mm. you know, well, did you recalibrate the radar or, you know, so now you're not shooting everything down or they right. actually, I'll right. play the audio coming up. But it was right. okay, so you're, uh, you're not shooting anything down now. So you've recalibrated the radar. So, you know, their weather balloons. Nah, the head of NORAD said we haven't recalibrated any radar. We haven't <laughs> really made any changes.
2: <laughs> it's like, oh
3: my God. And then, and then Biden being interviewed, I guess, was at uh, ABC. Mm-hmm. Did a uh, did an interview uh, you know, with him and uh, you know, did their their survey that showed forty one percent of people now have uh, less money in their pocket. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh and and are are feeling down and only sixteen percent say they have more money and it's like why? And just giving the giving the normal thing that well, you know, they watch T V basically.
2: hmm
3: And there's no good news on T V. Mm-hmm. You know everything is bad, and so they just feel bad. But it's just TV, yeah, right?
0: If people just quit saying, quit talking about feeling bad. They won't feel. Gary, there is no recession coming. There is no inflation. If you keep, if you quit talking about inflation, there won't be inflation.
3: Well, and then you had the infl- that's how they think it works. Then you had the inflation, uh, the consumer uh, spending mm. uh, inflation indicator, mm-hmm. which they went, oh God, no! I mean, that was really it on Friday. It was like, mm-hmm. oh no. Where where do we go? And now you're talking now. Now I'm hearing even on on CNBC. Uh, I think it was Larry Kudlow even mentioning. Well, six percent's the minimum. Seven percent we would have to go to uh, in order to get to where we uh, want. And the fear is now, and you saw that in the markets on Friday. The fear is now. This is exactly what happened in the '70s, where we had inflation. You know, uh, over a Basically, a two percent mar- margin. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we had high inflation for almost a decade, almost yeah. ten years, right? And you know, you look at some of the then new budget numbers are out, mm-hmm. and you know they're talking about the you know you you look at the 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 spending and the CBO now coming out with their and remember their numbers are always the most conservative numbers and it's through the roof. Yeah, and so we have to borrow more. Right. And, you you know, they were looking at the infrastructure and the other uh, uh, plan that had to come out last year. They're saying that'll add three trillion to the debt. We're not paying for any damn thing right now. No, it's just debt, 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 Mm debt. And then the survey came out. That's why I said I I don't even know where to start today. Not the survey, but the study came out uh, on the grid again. And it's like, oh, boy. Yeah, we're shut. It. We're we're doing the wrong thing. We're doing the wrong thing. We shouldn't be shutting down all these consistent forms of energy and relying on solar and wind. It's not going to work. We're we're. I mean, from the debt to electricity. I mean, it doesn't matter. And and it's and it's like hmm, politicians don't care. There's nothing on there. You don't hear. Not even the Republicans are coming. They should be pounding on this every day. Oh, this should be because they're just
0: basically it's a gift that arrives at their door every day yeah and the grid for and they some, should be
3: all over it because this this is about you know heating your homes yeah maintaining life maintaining sustaining life yeah, maintaining quality of life sustaining life and it's like okay everybody knows it's out there it's like yeah. but whatever until it happens and then when it happens people freak out yeah and we saw when it happened in Texas two years ago right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And then even better O'Rourke. I'm about consistent energy with solar and wind. <laughs> with solar and wind, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. More <laughs> of what caused the
0: problem Brave. in the first place. I'm thinking, where the hell is he?
3: <laughs> he disappears quickly, doesn't
0: he? Well, you know, uh, if uh, this were back in the 70s, he would probably be on a game show like Match Game.
1: <laughs>
0: former lawmaker. Former Democratic rock star. <laughs> Beto ran, but he couldn't run to blank. All right, you've got two exes there, Paul Lynn and Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hollywood Squares. Yeah.
3: Oh my and and so uh, I mean it's just uh uh, the the inflation numbers, but it seemed like the media is still completely and totally obsessed as why aren't you going? Why aren't you? Why aren't you going to East Palestine? Why aren't you going? Why aren't you going? Well, everybody else has been there, and then he mm. couldn't remember if he talked to the mayor over the weekend. Uh, I I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, what.
0: I don't remember if I talked to the mayor. I talked to everybody uh, else, but uh, I talked to important people. <laughs> oh God, makes it makes it seem <laughs> like. He's sitting in an office, and they just put him on the phone with someone down the hall. They just, you know, some staffers just, hey, just pretend like you're there on the ground, so he can just say he talked to somebody.
3: And then the New York Times had that story talking about because the the migrant children and the mm-hmm. in the United States right now that have to work to mm-hmm. pay off the cartel debt. Mm-hmm. The New York Times had the story, yeah, and it was, it was one of the headlines: migrant children work brutal jobs. They don't go to school. T- talking about young teenagers yeah, that are migrant that, that now, you know, have been allowed in the country Mm -hmm. and they're paying off the cartel debt. That's right. It's just,
0: and I'm sure at some point you can actually get to the point where you owe the cartel nothing.
3: Right. Yeah. Oh, and then, then the Republicans and, uh, Ronald McDaniel on uh, one of the Sunday morning news shows hmm. announced that the 2024 presidential candidates, Republican, will likely have to pledge to support the winner in the general election, or they'll be kept out of the primary debates. That's a way to take your focus off the issues. Yeah, great. Who's the best on the issues? Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mr. Trump, will you def- support DeSantis?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: If it DeSantis, will you support? uh uh uh, trump if you won't answer that question and say you will in the correct way you cannot be part of the debates now look you can set the rules you want but a way to way to hand over the primary season yeah to the only focus from the media which will be a lot of people may not be in the debates or they won't be in the debates because you must pledge allegiance to the Republican candidate, whoever it is. Instead of talking about the issues and letting the Republican Party decide on the issues, it's like, nope,
0: you must support. Yeah, way to Chris Wallace, your own set of primary debates. Yeah, Months ahead of time. We're not even to March yet. And they've decided... They're going to go ahead and throw a Chris Wallace move in,
3: yeah. Oh, good. Let's let's make it an issue that Democrats were obsessed with in twenty twenty. Right. right, and now let's let and the we'll Republican it Party an, obsessed and now about it. we'll own it completely. Well, you know something, <laughs> I don't care if it, uh, it doesn't affect me as a voter. No, I don't. I don't care if Trump supports DeSantis. I don't care if DeSantis supports Trump. I don't care if Trump supports Nikki Haley or Nikki Haley supports Trump. Or whoever else decides to get in, I'm going to say Marianne Williamson, but she's on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't care if uh, Ted Cruz
0: decides he's he is going to get in after all and says, "Vote your conscience or Marianne Williamson." <laughs> <laughs> I don't care; It doesn't matter. I'm just i I'm just, you know uh, it's you know here's the thing is that uh, the you know because. The Ted Cruz thing in 2016 did not work out for Ted Cruz. And there was evidence of that because a couple of things. He clearly wasn't going to get the nomination at that convention for the GOP. Uh, But there were a number of things, actually, not just two. Uh, Secondly, he was answering phones for Trump, what, about four weeks later? (laughs) He was actually campaigning for Trump. And then in 2018, when he ran against Beto, he didn't do as well as he should have. And that's likely because a lot of them still had a lot of voters in Texas, likely still had that bad taste in their mouth. Look, I don't and and it didn't bother me that he said that at the convention. He's not the nominee and his endorsement or the opposite of an endorsement. Of the, of the nominee doesn't make any difference as to whether or not I'm going to vote for the nominee.
3: I think my favorite of all time, because, you know, Chris Christie has been, you know, he's gone after Trump. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the imagery of him behind Trump. Remember that when Trump got the yeah. nomination? Yeah. And it was almost like he was his... I, the only word I can come up with is from the Christmas story: mm. his toady. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know that the uh, that that campaign stop in the uh, in the hangar. Uh, go go get back on your plane, there, Christy. Oh my gosh, that, that was the one.
3: It yeah, was so so bad. He looked Christy looked so weak. He, yeah, no, he it was really horrible. did. It was it, it was, was horrible. Really, it was really really bad. It was really bad. Uh, so uh, yeah, and and the the. It, You know, like I said, there's just so many things to talk about, but I just wonder, is Biden ever going to go to East Palestine? Will he finally feel the pressure? Because they were not, when he was walking to the helicopter Mm -hmm. over the weekend, that's Mm -hmm. the the only thing they were throwing out at him. Yeah. You're going to go, you're going to go, you're going to go, you're going to go. Hey, everybody's been there. We know everybody's been there. It's not, don't answer the question with something we know. Are you going to go?
0: Well, and and again, one more thing that he's botched completely, his response to it and What do you do if you go now he's going and it will be well after political pressure was put on him. Yeah, which shouldn't be the case. And everyone will uh, be criticizing him and rightly so for showing up only because he was pressured to do so. But that was always going to be the case. If you watch the botched exit of Afghanistan, you know that. Well, he, he couldn't be bothered to come off his vacation. He was busy hiding documents at his beach house. And Or moving them over to his main house, one or the other, or both. And then he comes back off vacation, says something, turns his back, and walks away. And then he was pressured again to do a sit-down interview that same week. You know, this is who the guy is. He doesn't care about East East Palestine or anything else going on domestically. He cares about Joe Biden.
3: And then Mansion was asked if he's a Democrat and he said he's a uh, he's an American. Yeah. <laughs> he can't even answer that.
0: That's not a yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, he is not officially turned yet. <laughs>
4: nope. 86690 Red Eye. Tires command a lot of attention as a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of CSA violations. Any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration. Consider tire balancing, which can set you up for savings and a smoother ride before your tires touch the highway. Tire balancing and wheel alignment are different services, but both contribute to a smoother ride and should accompany tire replacements or repairs. Tire balancing corrects an uneven distribution of weight in tires and wheel assemblies, providing improved vehicle handling, increased fuel economy, and the overall lifespan of your tires. Balancing your tires also helps keep vehicle hardware like cab rivets tight and can help with the resale value of your vehicle. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance.
1: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
3: And the latest on uh, that, I, we got tons of audio today. And some of the stuff we have audio on, we, we already talked about last week. But uh, the Sunday morning news shows had to cover it, including uh, Martha Raddatz and uh, ABC's Terry Moran hmm. on the grand jury foreman in Georgia, where Martha Raddatz asked uh, Terry Moran, uh, well, the first question was, uh, you know, did she break any rules? He says no, because the judge says that he could talk. And then he went off. This mm. is just this is just great. Here we go.
5: <laughs> well, no formal rule. Since the judge had said you can't talk to reporters, and and that is a grand jurors' right. Please, the judge said, don't don't damage the investigation. But that's what she just did. Yeah, and she clowned herself for one thing in the argot of them. I mean, she's she looked like a fool, like somebody looking for their fifteen minutes, and damaged the investigation. Because it's, this is no way to run a popsicle stand, much less a grand jury investigation of the former president of the United States. Yeah. In one of the biggest cases you know, in Georgia history, she's created a nightmare for the prosecutor who uh, may bring charges, for the judge who's going to preside over any trials, and just given a gift to all the defendants, Donald Trump, uh, if he is indicted, and others as well.
0: Yeah, there you go. I said it last week. The only reason you do that is you're looking for your 15, and that's uh, the more I see, and because it's just gone viral, it's just bizarre. It is a train wreck.
3: You know, I but I I saw when I again when I I, because I was watching some more of the video over the weekend and just I mean just laughing, and the first thought that came to my mind is, you know, she could be part of the Biden administration. I would love for
0: her to take Jean Pierre's job. (laughs) That would be so much fun. You know, where she just goes out and says, No this is the this is the thing, guys. This is the thing with the weird look on her
3: face. Can't quit smiling. That's just weird. Can't wait for the new movie Valley Girl Mm -hmm. Jury four person.
0: Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPRedEye that's the letters C P RedEye all one word for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning that's just something I've noticed brought to you by Motel 6
5: Seeking the truth never gets old
1: You're a threat to democracy if you don't download our app, Red Eye Radio.
3: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric carney and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety uh red eye I want to go to, this was the State of the Union, and uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan uh, was uh, on and uh, asked the, uh, the question, about uh, did covid leak from a chinese lab oh
2: i want to ask about a new wall street journal report out this morning that a classified intelligence report from the department of energy concludes that the coronavirus pandemic most likely did not emerge naturally but it did come from a laboratory leak did the coronavirus pandemic start in a lab is that what you believe now Well, Dana, there is a variety of views in the intelligence community. Some elements of the intelligence community have reached conclusions on one side, some on the other. A number of them have said they just don't have enough information to be sure. Here's what I can tell you. President Biden has directed repeatedly uh, every element of our intelligence community to put effort and resources behind getting to the bottom of this question. And one of the things in that Wall Street Journal report, uh, which I can't confirm or deny, but I will say – The reference to the Department of Energy, President Biden specifically requested that the national labs, which are part of the Department of Energy, be brought into this assessment because he wants to put every tool at use uh, to be able to figure out what happened here. And if we gain any further insider information, we will share it with Congress and we will share it with the American people.
3: Then why hasn't Biden ever stated that himself? Right. From the very beginning that this is a huge concern. And not only are we going to have put the national labs on it, but we are going to force China to allow our investigators in there from day one. Right. That's not a priority. It, has, it clearly has never, hasn't been a priority for this president. No, it has not. And he hasn't talked about it at all. Not at all. If it's a priority, you talk about it. And he has never talked about it. So as things start moving in the opposite direction... Then you start saying, you know, for example, in inflation, when inflation got bad, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's somebody else's fault. But we're working extremely hard to solve this, you know, to solve this problem that was created by somebody else. Yeah. It's always an excuse. And it's always, you know, that, uh, oh, this is this is a priority. for What does Queen Jean-Pierre always say? Oh, I can't think of the the statement that she always makes. Oh, uh, that. um uh, that shows the intensity of their concern for everything out there that they're not solving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you when you see this uh, when when you see this here, uh, the uh, I, I want to read just a couple of paragraphs because uh, Jonathan Turley and we've talked about him before is a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He's a Democrat, and here's what he had to say on this. And he talked about, you know, the, you know, that many will be exploring the science. He said, but for the most part, the most alarming aspect was the censorship, not the science. He goes, there's going to be debate. It's going to continue, but there'll actually be an actual debate now. Mm-hmm. For years, the media and government allied to treat anyone raising a lab theory as one of three possibilities a conspiracy theorist, a racist, or. A racist conspiracy theorist. Yeah, right. <laughs> Academics join this course in marginalizing anyone raising the theory. One study cited the theory as an example of anti-Chinese racism and toxic white masculinity. Mm-hmm. As late of May of 2021, the New York Times science and health reporter, was calling any mention of the lab theory as racist. She embodies a model for the new advocacy journalism. Uh, That's what they call it, advocacy journalism. We call it, uh, you know, political activist. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the Times, reporters who remain wedded to the dated view of objective journalism were purged from the ranks of the Times long ago. She and others made clear that reporters covering the theory were COVID's little bull Connors. Ooh. She tweeted wistfully Someday we will stop talking about the lab leak theory and maybe even admit its racist roots. But alas, that day is not here yet. Hmm. Uh, however, one former New York Times science editor, Nicholas Wave, uh, Wade, chastised his former colleagues for ignoring the obvious evidence supporting the lab theory, as well as Chinese efforts to arrest scientists and destroy evidence that could establish the origin. Others in academia quickly joined the bandwagon to assure the public that there is no scientific basis for their theory, leaving only racist or politics as the motivation behind their theory. In early 2020, with little available evidence, two op-eds in The Lancet in February and Nature Medicine went all in on the denial front. The Lancet uh, op-ed stated, We stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. We were supposed to forget about massive payouts from the Chinese government to American universities and grants of some of these writers to both Chinese interest and even the specific Wuhan lab. No reference to the lab theory was to be tolerated when Senator Tom Cotton merely mentioned the possibility in 2020, he was set upon by the usual flash media mob. The Washington Post ridiculed him of repeated of repeating a debunked coronavirus conspiracy theory. In September of 2020, Dr. Lee Meng Yan, a virologist and former postdoctoral fellow at the University of Hong Kong, dared to repeat the theory on Fox News. I can present solid scientific evidence that it is man a man-made virus created in the lab PolitiFact slammed her and gave her a pants on fire rating. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Mm -hmm. President Joe Biden accused Trump of fanning racism in his criticism of the Chinese government over the pandemic and his administration reportedly shut down the State Department investigation into the possible lab origins of the virus. When Biden later... Revived an investigation into the origins. He was denounced as sugarcoating Trump's racism. The categorical rejection of the lab theory is only the latest media narrative proven to be false. The Russia collusion scandal. The Hunter Biden Russian disinformation. The Lafayette Park photo op. Remember that with, uh, yeah. uh, with the um, attorney general uh, during the Trump administration? Uh, the Lafayette Park op-ed conspiracy the Nick Sandman controversy, the Jesse Smollett case, the migrant whipping scandal, just some of them that were viewed as we know as disinformation across the board and all ended up with the lab leak theory of course being a legitimate possibility. Right. Uh and the rest that the media was promoting as disinformation from the other side ended up being true across the board. On the lab uh, theory, media like the Washington Post piled on senators like Cruz and Cotton for mentioning the lab theory, only later to admit it could be legitimate. All those experts and writers who were called racist or suspended by social media were simply forgotten in the media coverage when they had to reverse Mm. what they were saying. That is why this is really about censorship. The media guaranteed that we did not have a full debate over the origins of the virus and attacked those who had uh, the guts to state the obvious. And there was a plausible basis for suspecting the Wuhan lab. None of this has diminished demands for more censorship, even after Twitter admitted that it wrongly blocked The New York Post story before the 2020 election, Democrat senators responded by warning the company not to cut back on censorship and even demanded more censorship. Recently, the Twitter files revealed the extensive and secret FBI uh, 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 effort to censor citizens on social media. This includes undisclosed efforts by members like Representative Adam Schiff to get Twitter to ban a columnist and target critics in a House hearing Democrat leaders like Representative Jamie Raskin called for more censorship and opposed investigations into censorship efforts. These same figures in politics and media are just moving now on to the next approved narrative. President Biden previously called for more censorship and accused big tech of, quote, killing people by not censoring more views deemed COVID misinformation. But the opposite is true. By suppressing alternative scientific and policy views, the public was denied a full debate over mask efficacy, vaccine side effects, COVID origins, and other important issues. Many of those questions are only being recognized as legitimate, now being recognized as legitimate and worthy of debate. Censorship does not, as Biden claimed, save lives it is more likely to cost lives by protecting approved views from challenge it does not foster the truth any more than it fosters free speech whatever the origin of covid 19 may be the origins of our censorship scandal is closer at home and that's Jonathan Turley and let everybody know he's a Democrat mm.
0: well and and, and 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 this is it look we saw what was going on in social media you couldn't you couldn't bring it up you couldn't talk about it. Uh, you know, the very liberal John Stewart goes on late night TV to talk about it and mentions it. And says, you know, makes the very, uh, I think, simple observational humor in that, I don't know, sounds legitimate to me that you have a lab where they're working with the virus and the Ground Zero was right there at that lab. Yeah, that sounds legit to me. And then the left media just took him to task. And on social media, he was eviscerated for that. He was treated as a pariah by his own side. Yeah. And that was the narrative, and everybody knows it.
3: Well, the problem is now where it goes, because now it's you know, it goes as... If we have if you have more of this, well, number one, Biden, uh, uh, again, has never proclaimed that this is a absolute necessity and that the World Health Organization from the beginning of his presidency presidency should be allowed in. There was no pressure on China at all. And as you see here, who brought up the money angle? Jonathan Turley, a Democrat, brought up the money angle. All this money from China going to enrich these universities, uh, and the money going to hundreds of millions of dollars, when you look at it overall, overall the money going to the Biden family and Biden interest, hundreds of millions of dollars from uh, Chinese anonymous sources. Mm -hmm. And you question, you say, well, why has the Democratic Party never been interested? Instead Instead of saying, well, look, we don't know what it is. And we stated from the very beginning, there's two competing theories. It either came naturally, or it it came uh, from a lab leak. Mm-hmm. One or the other. Right. Uh, I'm not politically tied to either. It's not about politics. It's about science and investigating where it came from.
0: It's but about and, an open discussion and a concern by a not just a here domestically a society,
3: but also a global public that wants the answers. Right. So we can stop this from happening again. And if we're doing dangerous work at these labs, and then again, when you got into Fauci mm. and how he tried to ride line the line about what gain-of-function is. But in yeah, doing right. so, he let it know that we actually funded this kind of research. Right? Whether you want to call it gain-of-function or whether you want to uh, uh, call it uh, messing around with viruses to see what you can create. Right. Whatever you want to call it, we did it. Yep. That we know. It's just, are you going to call it gain a function or not? And Rand Paul got that part out of him.
0: Yeah, there was oh, clear your, manipulation right. in the lab of this virus, right. and we paid for it. Um, and these are the, you know, ultimately, why wouldn't that be a, uh, right out of the gate, your number one concern to find the answers as to the origins of this? Right and to stop to make sure, at the very least, we're not participating in that kind of behavior in labs.
1: 866 red eye Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: Earn personalized savings on commercial truck insurance with Smart Haul from Progressive. Learn
3: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric and I am Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. When you look back and you think that it was really uh, three years ago, right now, where the whole COVID thing started. Yeah, and according to the CDC, whether you believe the numbers or not, one point one three million people in the United States have died, and there has been no interest in the media. Think about that. There's been no interest in the media at all. In the mainstream media until really forced to to discuss this and there was massive censorship promoted by the government to social media and there was massive demonization of those who said wait a minute everything's a theory here why isn't this theory possible right why isn't there an open
0: discussion the media was intent on making about making it about one versus the other? Why can't we explore both and get the answers? Yep. You couldn't do that with, with nope. the media.
4: Top of the hour news is brought to you by House Products. Visit houseproducts.com.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio.
3: All across the USA and around the planet, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Hurley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want. If you you can't listen live overnight. So yeah, that's when when you when you break it down, and and you and I were you know talking about the uh, the story on the Chinese uh, lab leak and the Energy Department coming out and saying most likely it came from a lab leak with mm-hmm. uh, either low to moderate confidence. <laughs> I'm not sure which one is right because I've seen different, two different quotes in there, mm-hmm. and nobody's actually seen the document because it's classified. Right. Uh, but it was uh, just chuckling when I first read that. Well, with low confidence. Well, then what's the confidence? If you're saying most likely from the uh, the the lab, well then what's what's your confidence level in, in the natural? But what uh, uh, again? The the science is is one thing, but the story here, and I believe Jonathan Turley is absolutely right, is the censorship. And when you go through all the stories, right. yeah. That when you get through all what the Democrats, the whole push, when you think about it, for the government to control disinformation, the entire uh, thing was based on a couple of stories. Yeah. It was based on Hunter Biden's laptop story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was based on Russia collusion. Right. And it was based on uh, disinformation uh, from covid which actually was not disinformation. All of the, none of those. When you when you look at the Russia collusion, that was Hillary Clinton, right? That was a Hillary Clinton campaign. The only ones that colluded with the Russians because of of, of Danchenko uh, was the Hillary campaign, right? That was it. Nobody else. Nobody in the Biden. Or nobody, excuse me. Nobody in the in the Trump campaign colluded with the Russians, right? The Hillary Clinton campaign colluded with the Russians because of Iggy Danchenko. Part in it, former Russian national with ties to Russian intelligence. Mm-hmm. What ties? I don't know, but we're going from the Democrat standard of what dictates Russia collusion. Right. And they the were the ones that, bringing the charges against Trump. Right. That, that he was
0: colluding with the Russians. So right. if they're going to set the table as such, then then you have to look at Dan, Danchenko as a, exactly. as a Russian contact.
3: Well, because, because their whole thing was it's Russia collusion because of the uh, the uh, the the meeting uh, at Trump Tower. Yeah. Which
0: <laughs> Yeah, with a Russian lawyer It Has nothing yeah. to do
3: with Chinese intelligence. Right. And and so I mean it just was when you when you think about it the whole push to stop disinformation was based on censoring the truth. And they're still pushing for it now. Yeah. And in the case of the lab leak theory, getting to the truth, only this theory will be allowed. This theory will not. And you and I questioned it from day one. Well, that's, and then they would say, oh, the Republicans are trying to make it political. You need to shut them up. No, they're theories. Yep. So if everything's a theory, well, no, that's a conspiracy theory and that's a racist conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I love. Right. (laughs) It was either racist or a conspiracy theory or a racist conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. Don't you dare say Chinese balloon now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that when you you put it into perspective and you say, all right, Democrats, you're the ones that have promoted how many people have died Mm. in the United States from COVID. Over a million. And yet you have done everything. The Democratic Party and the media did everything to block Americans from finding out what the truth was. And they demonized any American who attempted to get to the truth of the origin of COVID so it wouldn't happen again. And I hope Republicans are loud on it this week, saying, why have the Democrats, oh, and the media, why did they push so hard on something that they didn't know? They had no idea. Right. They had no idea. Right. I had no idea. I still don't have any idea. But the fact is.
0: And that's the whole point, is that I don't know. There may have been a few. I didn't see it, but. Uh, there may have been a few people out there that said it definitely. They were they were coming to a conclusion, saying it definitely was leaked from the lab. Mm-hmm. That that was it was the broader conversation was did it, and because the reason there are in fact uh, a number of reasons why that's so important the lab leak theory, our money went into the manipulation of that virus in that lab. Right. Call it whatever you want, it was manipulation of the virus. If you're saying because, you know, the the uh the the 2021 uh Biden commission to report uh that came out basically did nothing. It said nothing. Just said, yeah, we don't know and we may never know. But if you're telling me that our taxpayer dollars Went to that effort, and we don't have any knowledge as to how it went down and what was going on in that lab. Now you've added to the problem, in my opinion, because now you're telling me we're paying for something that we can't control and we don't know the end result of. We don't have, you're telling me we don't have, I know how China works. I get it. But you're telling me they
3: took our money. But we don't get to know exactly what happened. And there was no push from the Biden administration to to pressure the Chinese to let all the investigators have as much access as they want. Because, at you know, at that time when he became president, we were in the hundreds of thousands uh, that had died. And now it's over a million. Yeah. Right. Over a million Americans. And there seems to be no caring to actually go to the Chinese, you know, to sit there and say, we want our labs to guess. Yeah. Right. All right, intelligence agencies, give us your best guess on this. Well, you're the politician. What are you you're you're the United you're United States president. Are you at all in discussions with the Chinese? Were you ever in discussions with the Chinese or went after the Chinese for what they did? In hiding what was going on at the lab? Why did you do that? Oh, you received hundreds of millions of dollars from the Chinese. Oh. Sorry, that comes into it. Every decision concerning the Chinese, including the balloon thing, has to go back to, has the president been compromised? And as you saw, reporters are now asking that question.
0: Anonymous donors for his University of Pennsylvania office. Yep chinese donors all of these things now are interconnected and they're inter and all of them are locked together because of that one question is the current president compromised and thanks to the media for finally using that word we've been using it for right. months but this is the question that everybody should be asking is he making decisions In a different way, is he behaving in a different way because he's compromised at all as
3: president of the United States? Can you remember one Democrat over the last, since this first came up? And I think, didn't it come up like, didn't it first come up like May of 2020? When they started asking, where did this come from? Yeah. when When did Cotton bring it up? Was it that summer? Maybe it was the summer of 2020 when it was first uh, brought up. And we said, well, if we don't know, well, then, you know, we're doing, we're doing research there. We're funding research. Are you funding gain-of-function? Mm. No. Oh, and then a, a whole ton of doctors said, well, you are, actually are. Funding gain-of-function. Well, no, we changed the definition. I don't give a damn whether you change the definition okay, what you call of what gain-of-function is. Were, was it United States dollars going to manipulate a virus that could cause this to happen? Is that possible? Right. And the intelligence agencies now believe, with more confidence than the natural theory, right. that yes, it did. Right. And... All we want to get is to the truth because a million a million Americans died. And there isn't, I don't know, one major Democrat over the last two and a half years since this was first brought up that ever said, well, I'm interested to know where it came from, too.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: When, when When the gain of function research came up, it was only Republicans that went after Fauci to find out what the hell did we fund. And then you got into these the semantics over the definition of gain of function. Right. But Democrats didn't care to find out the truth on this. They never cared about the truth. A million Americans died. Over a million Americans died. Still Americans are dying. And the Democrats have no curiosity as to what the cause of it was. Why?
0: Because it was a huge political tool that they could use all day to control people's behavior. It's the perfect crisis. What better than a global pandemic that you can sit and and tell people and point to it and say, nope, we can measure this. The one thing they couldn't do with climate change was accurately measure things and predict things. They need a global crisis and a pandemic was it. We can manipulate and we can regulate all day long. Did they believe it? No, Governor Newsom proved he proved that I don't know how many times, very openly he didn't buy the fact that it was a dangerous virus. He's sitting there yucking it up, drinking wine
3: at a table, closely seated with what a dozen people. Well, and there's a ton of questions to be answered about COVID, that things weren't allowed to be talked about, the efficacy of masks that you right. just brought up, right. Uh, the 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 fact now the 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 Lancet the medical uh, journal just admitted what two weeks ago oh, okay you're just as well protected if you get it and that right. wasn't the case right uh, uh, back then the the fact that the uh, the uh, the the vaccine uh uh you know protects you from getting it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right you know that was you build all, immunity all these... remember when herd
0: immunity was a far
3: <clears throat> right wing conspiracy yeah yeah think about this every single major issue of covid the media and the democrats attempted to hide right why
0: and now that it's behind us
3: oh, and everybody
0: knows the truth they come out yeah. oh oh yeah no it could be the lab leak oh yeah yeah no you're right the masks didn't really do anything oh yeah no uh there could have been uh herd immunity and at the very least uh individual immunity built by the fact that you got the virus no no those those things are all true
3: now Eight six six ninety red eye
4: Surviving and thriving as an owner-operator has just as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Like the chief financial officer of any company, you have to be concerned about rising costs, especially without increases in revenue. Trying to reduce costs, let alone make sense of them, can be a complicated task. Understanding basic principles of operating costs can save you thousands of dollars a year. A penny saved could be $1,000 earned. Saving just one penny per mile over 100,000 miles driven annually will deliver $1,000 to the bottom line at the end of the year. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance.
1: Lines open for your calls. 866 90 Redeye on Red Eye Radio.
3: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Interesting, we went back and 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 looked at uh, the history, and it was February of 2020 yeah. that uh, Tom Cotton actually brought up the fact that uh, the Wuhan lab was just a few miles from the wet market and said we have to look into the possibility. Right. And he was viewed as a conspiracy theorist, and that was... What, February 17th? February of, 17th the of 2020.
0: Uh, the Washington Post. Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus fringe theory that scientists have disputed. Yeah, so. And, again, this was before we were fully shut down. Think about that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because we, we shut down. I remember I traveled March 8th.
0: And that was pretty much the that, end. Right, that, that right, was, right around that first week of yeah, March. That
3: was that was the end because um, because uh, by the time we got to the tenth or eleventh, that was it was the Tuesday of that week where remember our company we woke up and our company said you have to do your show from home. <laughs> remember that, right? We said now nah, we're doing it here,
0: <laughs> and and he even said this in in and, in in this uh, letter that they that they cite in this article from February twenty twenty uh cotton wrote we don't know where it originated and we have to get to the bottom of it we also know that just a few miles away uh from that food market the wet market that everybody that's which is the other theory that it came from the wet market is china's only biosafety level four super laboratory that researches human infectious diseases (laughs) so you know those are the things uh and and he repeated that comment on um on Sunday morning futures that week on Fox news. And so he's looking at it and he's saying at that time, Tom Cotton was saying, we don't know, but he's doing the same thing that uh, have uh, John Stewart. When was that? And was it 21 or early 22 when he said on uh, Colbert, Hey, you gotta, you know, look, look at the fact that there's a lab there working with that virus just a couple of miles away from the wet market and and right there at ground zero the first patient known of of the uh coronavirus uh is it he was basically doing the whole thing is it me of course you have to entertain that theory
3: wow june 15th 2021
0: yeah which is fairly still fairly early yeah. for a yeah. liberal
3: to be saying that on another
0: liberal's late night talk show remember uh Coburn looked like he was horrified. Oh, yeah, he did.
3: When he brought that up.
0: Right. No, I mean, and so when you look at it, uh, the timeline uh, of that is 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 pretty, you know, Tom Cotton was on that early. Uh, you look at Rand Paul and, and his back and forth with Fauci in those hearings. All these things were critical. But, again, the media was being uh, dismissive of it. And you were. And again, they use the word fringe, right. fringe theory. Why is it fringe? Why is it fringe at all? Because one of the things they did here in the, in the Washington Post is, is that they they tried to link it to, okay, this was deliberately uh, released as a bioweapon, right? They kind of, that theory, they attached it to that theory. That's not where Tom Cotton was going. Tom Cotton was saying, we don't know. But the one thing we need to do is look at this lab
3: where they were working with this virus. And if I was president of the United States and somebody said that, I would have said, we don't know. We're looking into all possibilities. Right. I don't know if that's fringe. Right. I don't know where it came from. Right. And so we as uh, uh, well, I mean, at at the at, at the beginning, I mean, it was the Trump administration, but we're talking about Biden now the first thing he should have said was you know we go in and we look for it. because remember he stopped the State Department from doing the investigation when he became president right and then revived it later on yep. when yep it, okay this this might actually be a possibility right but uh you know but he didn't really publicize at all in state because the thing is what he's it's more important excuse me it's important that yes. We have all of our intelligence agencies look at all this, right. but it's also critically important that the president of the United States tells China, you let our investigators in there. Right. Hundreds of thousands of our people now over a million died and you're not cooperating with us. And this global pandemic came, you know, from that specific area. You know, we believe there's a possibility it could come from there. We're looking at all possibilities. You let us in. At least proclaim that and put the pressure on this president did absolutely nothing.
0: And it's, it is, on that and level. it's again, one more thing that he has botched that's tied together with his connection and his son's connection to China.
1: Get a word in edgewise. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio.
3: And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety uh, red eye Oh, I, I know what it was. I couldn't think of her. the phrase that Kareem Jean-Pierre always uses and may use tomorrow when they say, so the energy department is saying that it uh, most likely came from a, uh, a, a lab hmm. and not a natural source. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Well, the president takes this extremely seriously. That's what it is. Yeah. He takes yeah, it yes. very seriously. Right. Yeah. He takes it very yeah. seriously, very yeah. seriously. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to play these audio cuts. All right. Because when we read the Democrats correctly, we want to brag a little bit about it. Yeah, why not? And you and I were talking about that uh, the politics of the president not going to East Palestine. And we will first play this audio cut. And this is, a, again, Terry Moran from uh, This Week.
2: Here we go. The train derailment in East Palestine mistake for him not to go. Should he go now? Is it too late?
5: He should go. Uh, this is a, an extraordinary event, not just for the people of East Palestine, but it, it has come to stand for something bigger in the country. And Democrats do have something to say to <laughs> large forces, large corporate forces exploiting people in rural America. They, they're losing on the cultural issues, but as Bernie Sanders and some others have demonstrated, they can connect on that. And it, it, he left that trick on the table for Donald Trump to come in and say, I'm your guy, even though it was the Trump administration which changed the regulations which helped perhaps to contribute to this event. That's a lie.
3: And he yep. knew it when he said it. Yep. By the way, he knew. But that's how desperate. But notice he said exactly what we said last week. This is a, the Democrats are, this is a such a huge political issue to talk about these, you know, uh, billionaire companies that are screwing over. And they, they he added something. Hmm. The rural Citizen out there is being right. screwed over by big business. And this is another example of it. And it's exactly what we said on top of the, you know, they're being screwed over environmentally by right, these right. big, uh, uh, companies. And it's a perfect, it, it fits perfectly with, you know, where the Democrats have been for the longest time. Now, uh, as we said, uh, last week, uh, every single thing, there isn't one thing. I'll read here from National Review. Uh, Further investigation will shine a light on whether uh, a wayside device regulation should change, whether railroad car inspection standards are sufficient, and whether the decision to vent and burn the chemicals was the right one. It will not shine a light on whether the government should mandate paid sick leave for rail workers, protect union jobs from automation, or require expensive braking systems that make it more costly to transport fossil fuels. But that is where... Uh, the Department of Transportation, uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, uh, you know, mind is, and progressive interest groups are thrilled. Not one part of the Department of Transportation's proposed policy response to the accident would have prevented the accident, and plenty of it is completely unrelated. In other words, it's much like progressives' response to mass shootings, calling for the same police policies they wanted anyway, regardless of whether they would be effective. And that's exactly, you know, Tara Moran when he said that, that was Sunday. Yeah. He already knew. He already already saw the NTSB report. Right. He He knows it has nothing to do with the Trump administration whatsoever, but he had to say it. But that's because the left understands the political damage being done by the president not going, and they're furious at him. So who do they take it out on? Well, we could criticize Trump, and now we can't do it even if Trump has nothing to do with it. Uh, I want to play NBC's Kristen Welker. Uh, This was on Meet the Press Mm. yesterday.
5: But I have to tell you, privately, some allies of the president are concerned that he hasn't been there yet. And they're saying he needs to go. But I've pressed them over and over again. Are there any plans for the president to go? And they say there are no conversations about that. They reiterate what you just said. We were on the ground within two hours of this crisis happening. We've gotten all the resources there that are needed. And I do think big picture, there's a question. Optics are important when you're dealing with a crisis like this. There's no doubt about that. We learned that during Hurricane Katrina, for example. The question is, will this backfire on President Biden if he doesn't go?
3: There you go. (laughs) She said, uh, you know, her sources in the campaign said the discussion has not come up. Uh They're lying to you, Kristen. That's a lie. They're lying. I I think, and I don't know if we've discussed this. We've discussed this character trait about the president. Mm. I can almost guarantee when he was over there in Ukraine, he that's all he got. That's all he was, was getting was from what, back home. What, the, what yeah. the mayor was saying, what the mayor was saying. Yep. So the way that this president reacts is if you tell him he has to do something, he's going to tell you, no, I'm not going to do it. No matter yep. what. Right. No, he's going to be defiant right. at every turn. Right. That's the nature of who he is. Because Democrats can't understand why he won't go. No, this is what I would really, like, why won't he go? I
0: honestly believe there's a total internal battle on every single front because of what we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I believe that internally that you tell him, "Well, oh, Mr. President, you need to call the mayor. I'm not calling the mayor, Jack. He should call me. <laughs> That's... Who he is. You tell him to do something, he'll do the opposite. He'll do the opposite. (laughs) Mr. President, the optics on this are bad. The optics are fine. We got people on the ground there, man. You know the thing. I mean, this is exactly who he is. And I honestly do believe. I can't remember if I talked to the mayor. Right.
3: He actually said that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember if I talked to the mayor. You, You don't remember if. You talk to the I talk to, you know, the the important talk, people
3: talk to everybody else.
0: Yeah. And those are the you know, those are the moments where it tells me over and over again that internally because and, and, and another key is is that and, and clue is that he comes out and he says, well, they told me I can't talk about this and I can't. What are they telling you you should be talking about is my question.
3: <laughs>
0: what are they telling you you should be doing that you're not doing? Oh, man, I want that book. If for the first time ever, if there's a political insider book that I will buy <laughs> and read, it will be that one, the person that writes the book that says we every time we told him to do something, he refused to do it, regardless of how
3: politically 101 very basic it was and this is driving the media crazy yeah
0: because yeah, think, no person right.
3: welker said it the optics matter you and i said it last week but we we called it i mean a, we called it exactly. No, that's. When, when, when I saw those two audio cuts, I went, wow, look at Terry Moran. You know, there's so much that we could be promote. Large corporations, uh, in environment, screwing over the rural person. Yeah. You know, there, he's, you could just tell and, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, and then bring up Trump's responsibility, which, uh, uh, it could possibly be that, and he knew by that time because the NTSB, that was Sunday morning. We knew the NTSB had come out with it because we on, uh, on Thursday, because we had it for you on Thursday night, Friday morning show. Right. What the NTSB said. And we said at the time, anything that Buttigieg says was the problem had nothing to do with why this train derailed. Right. It was just give it, give us a liberal a wish list so we can spend money. Mm-hmm. And Terry Moran knew that. Yep. So he was lying. Yeah. He knew that Trump deregulation had nothing to do yep. with that train crash. Yep. They knew it, and this is what it comes down to, is that
0: the president isn't going to be proactive because he honestly doesn't care. And when you tell him, I believe internally, when you tell him, you need to go out here and do this, you need to go out here and do that.
3: He's going to say no.
0: Because here's the thing. What they're telling him, think about this. What they're likely advising him on is responses, okay? Responding to the derailment, responding to uh, the document thing, responding to the balloon thing. We're not talking about going in and, and, you know, from day one on the agenda and, you know, five million executive orders and, and, you know, and getting the agenda done and going in saying, okay these are the things I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I'm going to do. These are the everyday things that pop up as a president. You have to respond to as a as a politician. You have to respond to the media. I believe every time they advise him to how to respond, he's defiant. and 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 one big clue to my theory is his response or lack thereof on on Afghanistan. Think about this. We came in that Sunday night and I was just floored by the fact that we had not heard from the president. Then he had to come out, come off a vacation. He walked up to the podium. He read something. He turned his back and walked away. That's when the back turning thing really started. And then that wasn't enough. People were like, we need more answers. We had too many Americans die. And so then finally, he's pressured to sit down with Stephanopoulos. You know, that was the the interview, by the way, when he said, uh, when he had been saying all along, that no, there's no threat of the Taliban taking over. And then he says in the interview, well, of course, the Taliban was always going to take over. Oh, yeah, over.
3: exactly. And <laughs> And
0: so, you know, these are the things where they can't guide him on how to respond. I firmly believe that you would be very hard-pressed to get me to believe otherwise.
3: And the thing is, what they're now saying is, our people were on the ground and everything was taken care of, and the people of East palestine and the mayor and the locals have said the exact opposite exactly and it's like you're not going to win this you're no, not going to win this you're and, not and why won't you just go and by the time he decides to go it's the criticism will be there oh he only showed up because of the political pressure right just like buddha judge the only right. reason buddha judge show and then it was like his shoes
0: oh my gosh <laughs> I mean, it was just it was just bad upon bad, and 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 you know they you know the, I I still saw a couple of things. Well, Trump only did it for a political move. Okay, it's all political. Let's just get that right. out of the way. Everything's but political. Trump looked better. Right. Sorry, Trump looked better because he was there before they were, and then it looked like that that Mayor Pete was just showing up, responding to Trump. That it was Spain yeah exactly
3: right based yeah. on
0: Trump showing up, right. not based on the political pressure. But it was you couldn't handle the fact that after you yourself, Mayor Pete, blamed Trump for the whole thing, he's the one that shows up before you.
3: <laughs> I know, no, I know it's it's ju- it's the it is the most bizarre politics, and that's why the 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 media is going crazy because yeah. they sit there and they go, "My God, Trump was there." Well, he only did it for politics. Well, yeah, but there's good politics and there's bad politics, right? If you do something because you're concerned and you show up well that's good if you decide not to show up and the public doesn't believe you're responding to them in any way and you don't show up that's bad politics yep. or when you lie about what the cause is by by saying this will be the solution to the problem here and none of it has any to do with why the accident happened
0: right well and, and so and and look you look at this situation and, and the media is not playing this Biden versus Trump game on the train realm.
3: No, they're not. That's a great point. They're not. And yeah. so
0: what does that tell you? That tells you that they it, it, and nobody can deny the fact that they botched the response and they did it at the very basic level because they don't care. And then even I mean, honestly, you go a day or two and it's like, OK the pressure's building we got to get ahead of this we got to put somebody we got to put a, a number of somebody's on the ground survey the area address the locals and do everything we can to make contact and also keep contact and maintain contact throughout the cleanup and throughout the investigation uh, but you they didn't they
3: didn't do it i can see this i can see this administration well, we're going to go to Ohio. We'll be near East Palestine. <laughs> right. Yeah, like the <laughs> but, border thing. But we're yeah. going to but we'll we'll uh we'll only get as close as Columbus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean for some no, I mean, dumb reason. I mean they'll right. they'll do but it's just the 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 Trump visit though is what has set off the media. Because exactly. it's like they look at it and they Because they
0: know he looked he came he came off terrible. looking right. better than the administration.
3: Yeah. And then going to Ukraine and promising them all the money and then ignoring it and ah, I've sent people ah, Yeah it just it is it's terrible because it just amplifies that this administration cares about others before they care about Americans. And you take it across the board the yep. border energy yep. this. Yep. 90 yep. Red Eye.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye
3: Hey, it's Herodic Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. We'll play some of the audio coming up on the top of the hour. But Aaron Brockovich getting involved in, mm. in all of this, people may not, well, you may know her from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, when she was involved in that uh, case against Pacific Gas and Electric, that was it, I think, Hinkley, California, I believe the town was, mm. that had contamination of groundwater mm-hmm. uh, from, I don't know exactly what the chemical was, and and uh, she was a whistleblower on, on uh, that. But she actually said on Fox News on Friday, you know, you're not going to gaslight like me talking about the Biden administration. Right. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's just when when you, and I. that's why the media by the time you got to Sunday morning was horrified by all this, because now they're losing on corporations and environmentalism. Right. And Biden's like, oh, I'm not going to. Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: This is Red Eye Radio.
3: All across America and around the planet, eight six six ninety Red Eye. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Hurley. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight, yeah. So to make matters even worse, mm. when you have uh, Aaron Brokovich now involved uh, in it, uh, I mean, at this point, you're talking <laughs> pop culture. You're talking Julia Roberts. Yeah.
0: It doesn't get any bigger than
3: no, no, it, Julia it, Roberts. It doesn't, and, and she was on Fox News on Friday night, and this is just part of what she had to say. You no, know,
2: we're pushing a month now, and they still don't have any answers. It's very obvious something's really gone wrong out here. I've been out here down on the ground, and they're really frustrated why they don't feel that their agencies or their administration cares about what's happened to the community. So it is yeah. very apparent they are, are concerned and not being seen or heard.
3: At the end of the interview, she said to the Biden administration, "You're not going to gaslight me." Whoa! I mean, I'm just like, wow. And that's the problem that they—that's the problem that they still have, and that's not going away. And that's why uh, we played uh, some of the Sunday morning news shows, and the liberals are going crazy on this right now. Mm. And after Trump visiting, and then Biden still coming back. And still over the weekend during the interview, you're going to go. And he just basically ignores the question yeah. and just talks about, well, we've had people on the ground since day two. He's arguing with, in, instead of going down there and saying, I'm listening to you, he's arguing with the people. He's arguing with Aaron Brockovich. Look, when you think about it, I mean, yeah. that's the debates going on between the, you know, the, the, the locals, Aaron Brockovich, because now that she's been brought into it and Biden. And and they keep saying, whoa, everything's been done. And the public's going, everything hasn't been done. And it's just, I mean, it's just turning into a zoo. Well, you know, you have a, and I said it before, but honestly, you got
0: to repeat this over and over again. You have a liberal administration that typically would jump on the opportunity to go after a corporation that is responsible for a massive chemical spill in a working class town. How is that not out of the liberal playbook? I mean, it's got to be in the first chapter. I don't have the playbook in front of me. But it's got to be in the in, in the first chapter where you jump on the corporation that you're going to say is responsible, responsible for the spill. And they're still refusing to go. This is, you and I were talking, to, You you mentioned it last hour. But this is the liberal media's problem with all this they're confounded as to why you're not how is it that mayor pete wasn't out there as the first one yeah how is it that i mean typically they would
3: almost beat the ntsb and it's as simple big business chemical spill yep environment yep and if we own this right that's it, the first it's, thing you say. We own this politically, right? right. And nothing, for and weeks, nothing,
0: for weeks. and Trump beat them, beat them there.
3: there. Yeah. Boy,
0: that's and and the media's got to be looking at this, going, how how do they not how
3: do they not see this? Well, Terry Moran talked about it when he when he said, you know, they've got him on the cultural issues. <laughs> now they're going to get us on the environment, right? I mean, it's just like. And, and you know, Trump's visit and then he had to throw in, you know, on the possibility that uh, the Trump deregulation uh, was a possible cause. Well, he was lying then. Right. He got to the point of that's how frustrating they frustrated they are. They have to lie. They see the Republicans and Trump getting Mm -hmm. an advantage over the Biden administration because Buttigieg is incompetent and Biden's just stubborn. Well, we told him to go and he's not going to go. If you tell him to do something, Mr. President, you have to go. No, I'm not going to go. Well, how I would, like what you said. Yeah. But you need to talk to the mayor. You need to call the mayor. He can call me. <laughs> he needs to be calling me, right. Jack.
2: Yeah,
0: no, same. but th- these are the things that, that you have to Got ask. On. And, and I do believe internally on responses, on responses to major things. They've confronted him and he has been defiant. Don't you tell me what I've, how I've got to respond. And I think that's what's going on. Look, even if they they came out and they didn't mention Trump, and they, I mean, I know, I know that's laughable, but just imagine for a moment that they didn't, they came out, they didn't mention Trump. You've got a major corporation and chemicals. That's all you need. You know, and a spill. You know, I'm just talking about not how we think, I'm thinking about the people that live there and and can't afford to move and are going to wonder for the rest of their lives, whether their water and whether the the soil and the ground in their yard is safe, whether it's safe to be out in the rain. Those are the things I'm concerned about. But politically, when you talk about a response, how is it not right out of the liberal playbook, a chemical spill? at the hands of a major corporation, you know, it was, who was it? Oh, it was a uh, Jake Tapper and he had somebody on and he said, you know, uh, we looked into their profits at Norfolk Southern and they made so much money, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and they're pledging only this amount or whatever, you know, Jake Tapper was. I think this is where the liberal media is going. How are you guys not doing this? Yeah. How are you guys not jumping on this? And then, accidentally along the way, uh, you just happen to care about the um, the uh, the 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 people that are suffering as a side measure. You know, I mean, because you come in and you go, "Well, we're going to take, we're going to definitely take care of this. We're going to take care of the people because no company should should come in." And pollute the waters and these chemicals and blah. And you're just, you go on and on. In fact, you, you don't even leave. You have somebody every day Mm -hmm. with a presser right there saying, this is what we're finding. The NTSB is, is, is is, uh, investigating the accident. Of course, the EPA is here and, and more and more we look at this and, and this is, this is a tragedy. That is going to hurt this community, blah, 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 chemicals, blah, 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 big corporation, blah, blah, blah. How are they not doing that? Well,
3: and and there's no self-awareness because you juxtapose that with the fact of going to Ukraine and then promising the Ukrainians all, you know, the, the money. Right. And then American, you know, here, the mayor, when the mayor said that, you're like, you're not, there wasn't a response 10 minutes later to that. Right. First thing I'm doing when I come back from Ukraine is I will be visiting the people. And let them know that, you know, everything is under control and Pete Buttigieg will be out there today. Yes. Right. I mean, it's. But but the fact is they were lost because they never mentioned it for two weeks. Well, that's the the whole Once you've gone that long.
0: Because you could, you probably, one, two, maybe three days, you probably could have still gotten ahead of it. Maybe.
3: But two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. And, and really, two weeks, and then the the reason was you were forced to because when Buttigieg did that, uh, the 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 statement on uh, infrastructure, and then was yeah. talking about you know uh, <laughs> he really didn't know what he was talking about, talked about you know implying that there's too many whites on construction sites,
0: right? Yeah,
3: and then the was it was it a Wall Street Journal or National Review that did the crunch the numbers and said actually if you were going to be intellectually honest, what you would be saying is we have too many Hispanics and right. illegal immigrants right. on on construction sites to a great, you know, uh, uh Hispanics to a greater number than their population because whites are actually underrepresented as a part of their population. So that was the, whoever came up with that headline, that what does Pete Buttigieg have against Hispanics? I mean, right. and so, but the fact is when he brought that up, and he was talking about that, and people like, what about East Palestine? Nothing. Nothing. It was and, and, you punishing. know, here's the thing.
0: Look, it was, there were so many unknowns with this. The control burn. They had no experience, no game plan for cleaning up a mess like this. My point is, is that it's still very much an unknown as to how long this could affect this community. How do you not care about that? In a position of power to do something about that, or at the very least, demonstrate and lead the way so that everybody's focus is on it, so that everybody there on the ground knows, everybody having to deal with it every single day, knows that something is going to be done because the people with the greatest influence have put the spotlight on it.
3: And then it gets to be too late for Biden if he visits, let's say, visits this week. And then Trump will be all over it, you know, and and, and Republicans will be all over it. Oh, great. The president and even liberal media. Great. The president goes out there a week after Trump. Right. Exactly, Trump was out there a week right. before uh, right. the president. Oh, a month afterwards, because we're past three weeks now. Yeah, a month later, the president comes out. Right, and it's just you know. It, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's just it's a it's amazing. I I go back to Obama. Hmm. You can never underestimate yeah. <laughs> Joe's ability to f things up. Right. No, I mean that's that's it because this it, is simple.
0: Look, it is simple but you ain't going to tell Joe Biden how to respond. That's, I, honestly, it is just a theory. I have no proof, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to work to convince me otherwise. Internally, they're trying to guide him on responses to major things. And he's telling them, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. And every time he comes out and he says, well, they tell me this, and they tell me that, and they tell me, it's like, you know, these are the things... Uh, like on the uh, documents. He actually said, God willing, one day I will be able to talk about it. Oh, he's eager to talk about it. He's going to talk the way he talks about it. They've told him, his lawyers, personal lawyers, have told him he can't do that. These are the things that, you put the puzzle together, and it's very clear to me, that he doesn't care He's never known how to govern because he had zero experience. He didn't learn. He's not willing to learn because you can't tell him, Jack, and you certainly can't tell him how he's going to respond.
1: 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. For a clean, comfortable room, more cozy than your cab, Motel 6. We'll leave the
0: light on for all of our truckers on the road. Eric Harley here for my friends at Valley Chrome Plating. Drivers, are you looking to outshine everyone rolling down the road? Head to Valley Chrome Plating, your
3: one-stop shop. Hey, it's Friday Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red right, Eye. So many audio cuts tonight. I want to play this one. I just discovered this one. I hadn't seen this one before. Hmm. And this was Jim Acosta talking to Massachusetts Democrat and Armed Services Committee member uh, Representative Seth Moulton uh, about uh, the uh, Energy Department uh, and uh, their intelligence analysis uh, that uh, the um, uh, that uh, COVID came from a uh, lab leak. Now, you tell me if this is how the Democrats have been responding to the lab leak theory over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Here we go.
4: Um, There's this updated classified intelligence report. It says the U.S. Department of Energy has assessed that the source of the COVID-19 pandemic likely came from a lab leak in China. A very notable here sources at the Department of Energy tell CNN that the report has, quote, low confidence. Um, What's your reaction to that? Uh, It's in the news today. Wanted to ask you about it. I mean, look, I'm not entirely surprised. Uh, The Chinese have mishandled COVID at every step of the way, uh, trying to sweep it under the rug, uh, trying to try a strategy of zero COVID that utterly failed, and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Chinese are dead as a result of the mismanagement of this uh, the pandemic by the Chinese Communist Party. So,
3: is that the way Democrats have been answering? No. This is this is the new narrative, as if. Everything that's happened over the last couple of years never happened. Just move on to the new narrative. Right.
0: Yeah, just pretend everything up until now didn't exist. Didn't I exist. mean, yep. in terms of their response, and and that's it. I mean, oh, well, no, no, no surprise. The Chinese mishandled that. Well, if you had said that back when, you know, you had uh, Tom Cotton and others talking about it, you would have been called a racist. Mm-hmm. How dare you blame this on the Chinese? I mean, it, it really is. We we can just this isn't a pivot. They've just jumped from one planet to the other.
3: I got to check this out. The headline: Chuck Todd and GOP senator agree U.S. should hold public hearings on possible lag, lab leak cover up. <laughs> I just saw that headline. See if I can find the audio for that one. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know. It's, our, it's like, okay, we just need to. What? We were always for funding the police. Oh, yeah. We never said defunding? defund the police. I don't know anyone who's for defunding the police. I, Where did I'm, that come from? I'm,
0: I don't even know anybody who's against voter ID. Warnock in Georgia. <laughs> I don't. What? Climate change. Nobody believes in climate change.
3: <laughs> what are you talking? What are you talking about? Oh, lab leak theory? Plausible. No, China. China was covering up. They were. They no. were screwing up completely. The, well, that's the, been the Democrat narrative over the last couple of years, hasn't it?
0: But not the new report on the grid. No, no, no. We've always been drill, baby, drill. It's a, <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? Why is the GOP pushing wind and solar? <laughs> What's wrong with them? <laughs> just
3: change up. No, I mean you just, just start change. talking as if it never happened. This is this is the old uh George Costanza quitting his job. Yeah. What? Well, I didn't mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm Going to, I didn't I am i did not quit. I don't know. And the fact that that actually happened to Larry David. Yeah. He actually quit Saturday Night Live. Right. Went in and quit.
0: Right. And then and, and then showed up and what? 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 No, that, was, me. No, no, that I, was a joke. Yeah, I, I really didn't. Yeah. No,
3: no, I wasn't being serious. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. Oh, no. do you mean when you called me a complete moron? What? And you took that seriously? Right. To his boss. Exactly. <laughs> what? Oh, no, just having fun. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ah, come on. These are, but what else do you do? I mean, you can't come out and say, well, we were clearly wrong about this the whole time. Right. And we should have been discussing this the whole time. This should have been a true priority the whole time. No, 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 no. We always knew the China. Look, it is the same thing of what I talked about earlier, the botched exit of Afghanistan, where the president kept telling people, no, no, no. The Taliban's not going to take over as we withdraw from Afghanistan and then a week after we withdraw. Well of course the Taliban they were always going to take over. <laughs> it's just exactly yeah. what happened. I know. That's how that whole thing went down. So now well yeah no uh, you know the uh, this doesn't surprise me at all. The Chinese have always uh held everything close to the vest. They've acted irresponsibly. Yeah, but uh we we're talking about our public servants here, and our taxpayer payer
3: dollars because, going into all this because then the, the next question is going to be for Kareem Chalm repair uh, repair hmm. Jean... <laughs> <laughs> Well, she doesn't do that. <laughs> I don't even know where that Freudian slip was going. I can't even explain the Freudian slip. That's the first thing I thought of when I said well, that. I went, uh oh. Did I, did I say something completely? Oh, no, repair. I said, oh, okay. That's actually pretty funny. Is what she
0: should be doing is repairing. Yeah. Yeah, that's
3: correct. Yeah. But, 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 um, I, I, will, will they, you just wonder what the defense will be because you're going to have questions to, Corine <laughs> Jean <Jean-Pierre>. pierre mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like repair mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but it's never she's never repairing anything uh but the question is going to be is the president going to push china right. to that's the next question right exactly to allow an investigation into the lab right
1: McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 90 Red Eye. Hey, it's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and
3: I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Some other stories out there that I found interesting. South Carolina State Senator uh, Stephen Goldfinch has proposed a bill dubbed the Yankee Tax that would require new residents to pay. Up to $500 to move to South Carolina. Sort of the opposite of what California is doing. Where California, you know, it's like the billionaire's tax, which will yeah. tax you years after you have lived right. in California. South Carolina, this state senator, wishes to uh, put forth the Yankee tax. Uh, if passed by state referendum, new residents moving from out of state to South Carolina would be required to pay two one-time fees, $250 for a new driver's license, and $250 for vehicle registrations. Goldfinch told Fox News Digital that the proposal is not trying to stop people from coming from out of state just for new residents to catch up with the rest of us. Not trying to build a wall, and this is not a fee against new residents, it's a fee for people to catch up. The money raised will go go towards the state's infrastructure, including uh, roads, bridges, and common community spaces. Mm-hmm. I think there is a rational basis. Uh, there is a rational basis uh, for requiring newcomers to catch up with the rest of us and contribute to roads, bridges, schools, and green spaces that we residents have contributed to Hmm. his proposal comes after droves of people from the Northeast have moved to South Carolina in recent years. According to the U S census data, nearly half a million people moved to South Carolina in the past decade. Oh, that's what moves to Texas. What in a year? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, Just is this, they don't say whether he is a, Democrat or Republican? Mm. Why? Mm. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just thought of that right now. I went, wait a minute. Uh, So a total of $500 in
0: one-time fees.
3: Yes, for your driver's license and vehicle registration. Right. Pay it for that. Yeah. I, what I'm wondering is
0: how so, that compares in terms of, well, you know, uh, driver's license may be, uh, may, the fee may be low in all states. But I'm, but how does it compare with vehicle registration in some states is outrageous. And I wonder how it compares. And some people might move there and go, okay.
3: He's a Republican.
0: All right. There you go. Yeah. Wonder how that compares to other states. I don't know what their vehicle registration cost is annually. Uh, that would be another question. But if someone's moving in, like from a blue state where vehicle registration is through the roof, you know, every year, they may look at that and go, "Okay, fine." Even the additional the additional two hundred and fifty bucks for the driver license change. Might be worth it.
3: I'm looking here for New York. Yeah. Uh, fees for your vehicle pra- uh, plates twenty five dollars. Your uh, title certificate fifty. Mm. So, just because I'm I'm just thinking of New York. Yeah. Uh, registration fee charged for passenger vehicles. All depends on weight. Okay. So, mm. vehicle that is three thousand. Uh, pounds
0: forty seven bucks
3: okay so now actually it's forty seven dollars
0: right in colorado and that's a
3: two year fee
0: okay in Colorado it used to be uh pretty high on newer vehicles and it was based on the value i don't know if they've changed that or not and that was the complaint the complaint was well it encourages you to drive a junker so you have a lot of people driving much older vehicles because it's based on the approximate value of the ver- the vehicle at the time every year.
3: Ooh. Hmm. How much does it cost to renew your uh, license plate registration in California? Registration fee is $46, California Highway Patrol fee is $23, vehicle license fee 0.65% of your vehicle's value.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there are a number of states that do it based on the value. Uh, Right. Every year. (laughs) Yeah. Colorado used to be the same. I don't know what the rate is, but it used to be the same, and it was based on the value. And the complaint by locals was that, well, it, it encourages to, you know, everybody basically buys an old beater because they don't want to you know, pay the fee every year of a new vehicle. So it might be comparatively, it might be a bargain.
3: Okay, so if your vehicle is worth uh, thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, it's one hundred ninety-five bucks. Yeah. Okay, that's, so one hundred ninety-five plus forty-six yeah. plus twenty-three. There you go. So I don't know what it, I don't know what it normally is for software. And that
0: would be every year and this is a 250 fee one time based on the registration and 250 for for driver's license. Right. Yeah. So for some moving out of some states, it might be oh okay, long term it's still going to save me money. Now on cost of living, it's likely going to save you money anyway.
3: I was wondering how they were going to do it because just to charge a fee for people coming in
2: mm-hmm.
3: might be viewed as unconstitutional. It, it's like the I believe that the the uh, you're going to find a ton of things unconstitutional if California ever does the you know what they wish to do with the wealth billionaires tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're just charging it for new renewals from out of state, you probably can get away with it.
0: Right. Yeah. I think so, constitutionally. I think you can. Politically, yeah. I don't know, but yeah.
3: Because yeah, what you're charging them is just extra for a fee. Yep. It's a fee, and not a tax. And they can charge the not, fees yeah,
0: again. Politically, it it will. I guess we we'll see if that were ever to be implemented. But yeah. yeah, I think it would pass constitutional muster.
3: My favorite. Well, I've got a couple of favorite stories for right. today. Okay, uh, But an Ohio pizzeria sign advertising that they are hiring non-stupid people has fired up the Internet Oh, and reportedly that led to someone phoning in a phony order. Oh. Santino's Pizzeria in Columbus has drawn support and condemnation for unfurling a banner outside their establishment that reads, Now hiring non-stupid people. A customer who was apparently offended by the sign recently phoned in a one hundred dollar pizza order and never picked it up according to the outlet. Uh-huh. But you'd only be you'd only be offended if you were stupid, right? I would think so. If you're non stupid, you wouldn't be offended. Right. Who are the offended people by that?
0: Well, and also here's my question. You took a hundred dollar order and didn't take prepayment? Was that smart?
3: A lot of places do that when you order it by phone. Still,
0: a hundred dollar order.
3: Well, that's two pizzas, large pizzas. Two large? No, no, no. Two party pizzas in places. Yeah, maybe not in Texas. Fifty bucks a pie. Is that what you're saying? If you if you buy one of the big pies, the the big square pies. Friend of mine did it a couple of weeks ago in in Buffalo. is forty eight bucks for a party pizza.
0: A party pizza. What is a party
3: pizza? It's a it's an extra large pizza. Mm. You know. So my point is, it doesn't take a lot. Where, where was it? Where I've seen that? Uh, oh, they were going crazy because some some place somewhere would start charging for a roast beef sandwich ten bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So it, food costs have gone up. Yeah, it's. Yeah, 48 bucks for a large. Yeah, party.
0: I've never pizza. seen a, a pizza that costly, but you wouldn't it's a $100 order and you're not going to at least take a credit card for that order.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's not a smart idea. I bet they changed that policy immediately. <laughs> because and you know why they changed the policy? Because it wasn't smart. <laughs>
3: uh, okay, I laughed and and uh, I I oh, I laughed. I did laugh at it and I get it said a patron who spoke uh, as she was picking up her food, I get where they're coming from, uh, but I don't think it was a bad idea. Mm. <laughs> I understand where they're coming from because you want someone working there who's going to be uh, who's going to comprehend taking orders or service, but it can be offensive. But I'm here. Responses to a Facebook post on the sign have skewed positive, with many users saying they find the the sign humorous. It's more humor than anything. It wasn't meant to target anyone like that or be rude," said the pizza owners' uh, pizzeria owner's daughter. Hmm. Uh, well, it's they,
0: not rude to smart people. Yeah,
3: they they said the family put off the sign because they have found it difficult to find competent employees. <laughs> A lot of people we've hired just don't want to work. I want to say this, though. There are a lot of smart, lazy people, though. Oh, yeah. So Yeah. We don't wish to be discriminatory. Laziness is not necessarily an indication of intelligence. Yeah, it should be non-lazy people. Yes. There is no work ethic behind a lot of the people we hire, so that's the meaning of being uh, behind the non-stupid. Well, mm-hmm. what you should have said is we don't want to hire lazy people. Right. Exactly. Lazy people need not
0: apply. So I tucked my hair up under my hat and I went in to ask him why.
3: (laughs) Well, you look like a fine, upstanding young man. I think you'll do. Then I I took took off my hat hat and said, imagine that. Me working Working for for you. you. Oh, my God.
0: Signs, signs everywhere. everywhere signs, Signs,
3: blocking at the scenery, breaking my mind. Do, do this, this don't, don't do, do that. that. Can't you read? The Can't sign?
1: you read the signs? Gary McNamara, Eric Harley,
3: and the Five Man Electrical Band from Canada.
0: Yes, Tesla. The band Tesla out of Texas actually had a cover of it.
3: Oh, did they do that? Okay, yep. yeah.
0: Uh, their album Five Man Acoustical Jam. <laughs> True story. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think it was back during the um, MTV Unplugged days thing. Yeah, they do did an acoustic version. Very good version. Pretty uh, true to the first one, to the original.
3: I'm trying to think of what hits. Do they have any other hits? Tesla? No, 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 no. Five-man no. electrical band.
0: Oh, I don't know.
3: Yes, yes, I remember mm-hmm. it. Absolutely right. I was absolutely right, and you were wrong. Mm-hmm. It was wasn't as big of a hit as Signs. Nothing compared to Signs. Mm-hmm. That was a huge monster song. Yeah. When it came out. Right. And they played that thing nineteen seventy over and over and over. But it was a great song though.
0: Yeah. Well, Tesla got a ton yeah. of airplay for it. Yeah.
3: Eight six six ninety red eye.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio. Toll free at eight six six ninety red eye.
3: Hey, it's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety red eye Good comment. Were you guys doing the lyrics to five-man electrical Band's signs Why not? on the air? Where did that come from? <laughs> Why not?
0: Hard to believe the remake of that was over 30 years ago.
3: <laughs> I, oh, I know. I, I mean, it's crazy. I know. Yeah. It's, Time uh, flies. Yeah, it's flying too fast. I don't like it at all. because. <laughs> No, I was thinking of I something still, the other day, and I, I said, still "You know, feel No, no
0: i I was thinking of something the other day, and it was like, you know, I'm going to start doing that in practice, and and then when, oh, no, no, that part is already passed. <laughs> yeah, nope, no need in trying that. No need in trying that. I mean, it was really one of those thoughts where. You know, if I just do this and I do that and apply it to this, man. Uh no. Doesn't work that way at this age.
3: Now Maybe you can teach that to a youngster. Your, your mind may be young and still may be quick, but you're Well, you know your body just it, there's always room for improvement.
0: Yeah. As my wife always says. It's, you know, but i it was one of those thoughts where it was like, you know, if you do that for a number of years, you, oh, that's the whole point. You have to have that number of years ahead you. of you. In order to do that. Okay, well, maybe we just uh, walk the, you know, before we if, run.
3: If I retire at 75, I really want to work on becoming a concert pianist. Yeah, right. Sorry, you, exactly. don't, you don't have the years. I should go to medical school <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I think I'll just go to
0: CBS.
3: All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. If you can't listen live overnight, you can listen when and where you want. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Elon Musk is attacked over the weekend by who? Hmm. Ralph Nader. Oh. Yes, he has called Elon Musk. A welfare king Oh, over the weekend. This is just great because I saw the Twitter war begin. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was great watching it over the weekend. And he said, Musk started Tesla with a huge U.S. government welfare grant. He has taken taxpayers to the cleaners for his factories and for Starlink. He is a gigantic corporate welfare king masquerading as a capitalist businessman. From Ralph Nader. Now, last time I remember, last time I saw Nader, I was in my first year in college. So, this had to be either the, it was the spring of 74. Mm. And he was speaking at the gymnasium. Mm -hmm. So, I went. The only thing I remember getting out of that was Nixon, Exxon.
0: Oh. And since he was in the gym, push-ups are dangerous.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Those bleachers are dangerous. It's a hazard. <laughs> uh, now, Musk, Musk went back, and this is where Nader needs to be more specific. Because he wrote back, Ralph Nader, you are lying. Shame on you. Hmm. He said, I personally provided almost all Tesla funding based on my proceeds from PayPal from Series A in 2004 until Series C in 2007. Series A and Series C are terms to describe the startup funding rounds. These, according to uh, the street.com, these funding rounds allow startups to raise capital they need to establish themselves and grow. In late 2008, I gave Tesla the last money I had. It was that, or the company would have died. We closed the funding around 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve. If we had not closed that round, Tesla would have gone bankrupt two days later after Christmas. I gave my last money thinking Tesla would probably die and not thinking that it would be lucrative. The first meaningful government funding Tesla received was in Q2 of 2010 from a loan under the Vehicle Efficiency Lending Program. Tesla paid back that loan early with interest. And he said taxpayers actually made a profit on that and then they point out they say well um, nobody's really talking about and got into the seven thousand five hundred dollars in federal tax credits given to consumers buying an electric vehicle if those tax credits hadn't exist for the last decade tesla would not be a business right so they didn't bring it up. He's he's because the danger was Nader put up. You were you were basically founded by a government grant. He's saying no, we weren't. Hmm. And when you look, for example, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I was just I was just looking for the heck of it because the uh, the the Tesla plant for solar panels. I have no idea how it's doing, but the state of New York paid a almost a billion dollars according to WGRZ TV in uh, in in Buffalo close to a a billion dollars for the plant charging Tesla $1 of rental year. Hmm. That's the kind of subsidies on the solar panels that he has got and when you see I just went to the Tesla website and they you know they talk about the federal incentives for vehicles, and then you can go back to the states and see what states give it. But the $7,500 is still there. Solar. Solar and Powerwall residential federal investment tax credits, 26% in 21, 30% in 2022, 30% in 2023. Uh, standalone Powerwall residential federal in- investment tax credit, uh, 0% until 2023 when it goes to 30%. 26 percent 22 percent that's all the way through 2034 then they talk about state and local and utility incentives and you can look for that but the solar panels and tesla if it wasn't for government subsidies nader may have had it wrong in the very beginning where they got their funding from hmm. but the fact is they would not be alive today if it wasn't for government subsidies
0: yeah they're they they would not have turned that they wouldn't have had a profit,
3: any profit. Yes. yes. So that may go back and forth, but there's no way they would, they didn't, are they making it? If they didn't have the tax credit, would they be making money on their cars? Well, and, you know, you. And and, and paying, for example, uh full price. We're not talking about, you know, you had a lot, you know, you, you, you've never had the type of subsidies that exist for, uh, and we're not talking tax breaks uh we're talking subsidies we're talking direct cash mm-hmm. we're talking about factories being built for you and charging you a dollar a year
0: right right well and then you extrapolate it out to the viability of the EV market going forward yeah uh right now they're struggling and so the question becomes all right then look at the strain on the grid Look at what it takes to mine the materials. This pipe dream is just that. It's a pipe dream. And over and over and over again, we're getting more proof of that. Look, you can get into, you can talk the numbers all day long, but one of the problems, one of the headwinds they face right now, one of the biggest, is the growing number of, uh, environmentalists who are saying, no, EVs aren't green. You can't sustain it. That zero is not zero.
3: You know, that that's something that we talk about in, in five years because that's growing all the time. I now see it much, much more often yeah. that EVs are not green and right. nobody is fighting it. Right, right. No, I mean, you, you, you don't really see, you know, the the manufacturers might, mm-hmm. but the invent- environmentalists aren't. No, no. You know, you and I remember how fast they turned on ethanol. Remember that?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I think Bush, it was in December where he signed the Democrat bill. Right. Yeah. And we said he was wrong to do that. And by March of the next year, which would have been... Because uh, he signed it in 2007, December 2007, mm-hmm. the ethanol bill. And then by March of 2008, the environment, the environmental group said, oops. Yeah. And then by the time we got to 2010 mm-hmm. was when uh, Al Gore. You finally had Al Gore come out and say, admit that he lied about ethanol in order right. to, you know, get support of the
0: farmers. Said he was trying to win over the farmers right. to get elected.
3: You know, and that was, I, you know, just... We, uh, you know, we had talked about, you know, just briefly about Jimmy Carter and wishing his family well and all that. And and uh, we're I really don't like when somebody's in a family's in this situation to talk about it. But just to respond, uh, some number of people that I know have posted, well, you know, something that uh, he uh, you know, that uh, Carter didn't believe in in uh, in lobby groups and things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. He believed in the ethanol lobby. Mm-hmm. You and I both know that we dealt mm-hmm. with that with the Carter administration, they wanted to help us way a long time ago, you know, help support it. And so yeah, they
0: wanted, well, they, yeah, they asked us to be a part of an event and
3: yeah, we, told them we, no.
0: we turned it down because we're clearly yeah. not what they were looking for.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's this thing to, you know, uh, and again, I think that, you know, uh, that uh, you can look after his presidency and the things that he did and he's a very humble guy. It doesn't mean that he didn't back things that were obviously liberal Mm-hmm. and things that didn't do and you promoted government money and taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. uh to uh big ethanol mm-hmm. which if you're going to criticize oil and natural gas got to criticize ethanol mm-hmm. and he didn't do it. so let's not play this this game that you know he was pure as could be and never supported any type of lobbies whatsoever because he said he didn't Mm -hmm. You know, it goes back to the old R.E.M. concert Mm -hmm. that eventually got R.E.M. to send a cease and desist letter from playing their music. We didn't even know we were playing the music on the show in a bumper a long time ago where they were against all lobbies, all lobbies. And they put out a book at the concert against all lobbies and all these and in it was all the lobbies, lobby groups that they support, which were all on the left. So they weren't against lobbies; they were against right-wing lobbies, but not against left-wing. We told the story on the air, and we don't know which member of REM hurt us and
0: mm-hmm.
3: was angry about that, and apparently wanted to cease and desist. And we said, "What?" Yeah, we we're playing now. At the time, you know, when that happened, we were playing the the fees, mm-hmm. you know, so we could have continued playing it, but we said, "No, we don't. We're not. <laughs> you don't want us to play your music. We won't play it." Yeah, that's fine. So I don't but- care. But yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. But uh, coming up, because this uh, all relates to it, uh, the, the warnings keep coming uh, that the force-fed energy transition to renewable fuels is destabilizing the U.S. electric grid. Another SOS came Friday in a report from PJM Interconnection, one of the nation's largest grid operators. They And just listen to the way they put this. The, the PGM report forecast power supply and demand through 2030 across 13 eastern states in its territory covering 65 million people. Its top conclusion, fossil fuel power plants are retiring much faster than renewable sources are getting deployed, which could lead to energy imbalances. And as the Wall Street Journal writes, that's a delicate way of saying that you can expect shortages and blackouts. Yeah,
0: that's exactly, exactly the way we're... it's going to go.
3: Yep. And the people are going to be screaming when it happens. And conservatives will be telling, saying, we've been telling you for 25 years. And the public has not paid attention. And politicians have not paid attention to the reality of the situation. And
0: by that time, tell me what you do about it. If you yeah. don't have the backup in place, which would mean that that backup would have to be able to run and provide a hundred percent of the energy required when you couldn't get wind and solar. If you don't have that in place, tell me what would you what would you do? How do you remedy that problem
4: if it's already shut down?
3: And we'll tell you what the problem is specifically that PGM talks about coming up eight six six ninety red eye.
4: Tires command a lot of attention. As a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of CSA violations, any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration. Consider tire balancing, which can set you up for savings and a smoother ride before your tires touch the highway. Tire balancing corrects an uneven distribution of weight in tires and wheel assemblies and offers benefits like improved fuel economy, increased tire life, and reduced vibration. Unusual shaking in the seat, cab, or steering wheel is a warning sign your tires might need to be balanced. Tires command a lot of attention. As a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of CSA violations, any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration.
1: Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
3: Hey, it's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety uh, Red Eye. Look what's in this report about uh, PJM? Uh, PJM, uh, the uh, the uh, group PJM Interconnection, one of the nation's largest grid operators on the East Coast, hmm. said, for example, PJM typically generates a surplus of power owing to its large fossil fuel uh, fleet, which exports to its neighboring grids in the Midwest and Northeast. When wind power plunged in the Midwest. And central states late last week, the real cold weather, mm-hmm. PJM helped fill the gap between supply and demand and kept the lights on. That's why it's especially worrisome that PJM is predicting a large decline in its power reserves as coal and natural gas plants retire. The report forecasts that 40,000 megawatts of power generation, enough to light up $30 million households hmm. are at risk of retiring by 20 uh, by 2030 representing about 21% of PJM's current generation capacity most projected power plant retirements are policy driven the report says which means what climate change mm-hmm. for example the steep cost of complying with the EPA uh, including a proposed good neighbor rule that is expected to be finalized next month, will force about 10,500 megawatts of fossil fuel generation to shut down. At the same time, utility company ESG, environmental, social, and governance, commitments are driving coal plants to close. Illinois, New Jersey, climate policies could reduce uh, generation by 8,900 megawatts. Do these states plan to rely on their good neighbors for power? Many states have established ambitious renewable goals, and the Inflation Reduction Act lavishes enormous subsidies on wind, solar, and batteries. But the report says, the, now this is very important to pay attention to, the report says the historical rate of completion of of renewable projects has been approximately 5%, in part because permitting challenges. In an optimistic case, the report estimates 21,000 megawatts of wind, solar, and battery storage capacity will be added by the grid by 2030. That, at the most optimistic point, about half as much, As is needed. And so we're shutting down and closing down these plants now, knowing we're not going to be able to hit the capacity we need by 2030, 2035. Yep. And there won't be anything you can do about blackouts. And there's another problem. Demand for electric power will increase amid the growth in data centers and the government push for the electrification of vehicles Heating and everything else.
0: Well, it's, uh, you know, the, the demand is driven by what? Regulation. When you talk about the EV mandate for 2035 in California on uh, new car sales, when you talk about uh, the buildings in certain cities can only be heated from electric power, no natural gas anymore, then, what do you think that's going to do to
3: the grid? The left's green energy transition is incompatible with the growing economy and improving living standards. Renewables do not provide reliable power twenty-four hours a day, three hundred and sixty-five days a year. And a progressive campaign to shut coal and gas plants will do will that uh, do will invariably result. in in outages, It'll be complete chaos. It's amazing that we as a nation are allowing this to happen and permitting this to happen. Yep. Under the delusional belief that the impossible can work yeah. because we have good feelings. Right. We're doing the right thing.
0: When you're sitting there in the dark or you're sitting there with no heat in the winter and nothing can be done about it. You saw in the uh, in the U.K., they're looking at banning wood-burning stoves. Because, of course, that's what's next.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No more burning anything that we... And natural gas, who was it last... I think it was on Friday. Biden still wants to go for natural, uh, natural gas stoves. He still wants to go at it. They're going to lay off it for now, but they believe he's going to come back around on that maybe in his second term if he gets one the I-
1: Giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio.
3: <laughs> That's what the grid operators will be giving you in 10 years. Mm. Uh, <laughs> 70%. Yeah. Eight six six ninety red eye And then I saw this story yesterday. Apple iPhone users were stirred up on Sunday as they became aware of a somewhat new feature intended to reduce the carbon footprint by charging only when lower carbon emission electricity is available. Apple introduced clean energy charging with its release uh, of iOS 16.1 on October 24th. The company claims that when the mode is enabled and a phone is connected to a charger, the iPhone gets a report of carbon emissions generated by the local energy grid and uses that information to determine when to charge your phone. Mm. Oh my God, you know where this is going. if you noticed your iphone is charging this is where i saw it uh from the uh the uh uh, chief nerd on on twitter Mm. if you noticed your iphone is charging a little slower recently it may be due to a new apple new setting apple added clean energy charging when it is uh, turned on it will only recharge the iphone's battery when the electrical grid uses cleaner energy sources like solar and wind. One Twitter user raised a red flag to other users that if they notice their iPhones were charging a little slower, it could be because the clean energy charging. Some of the uh, users who tweeted about the new features wanted to find a way to turn it off. Well, yeah, because they
0: say when turned on. My question is, is it default? Is it a default that you have to go in and turn it off? Is it turned on by default?
3: Yeah, that's a great point. Is that a default setting? Yeah. Wow. Just leave me alone. When I plug it in, I want to charge it. That's how you know I want to charge it. Well, When I know, plug it in.
0: If, if, if someone wants to behave in that way, aren't they already in a position... Whoever owns that phone, aren't they already in a position, you know, to uh, outside of traveling or at the office, if they're at home, they're already purchasing clean energy, right? So the point is, is that they're probably already in that mode.
3: Still other users, this is my favorite sentence of the whole article, still other users said that when they finally turned the feature off, Apple shame them by saying the feature helps reduce the carbon footprint. Oh, so you get a prompt. Are you sure you want to turn it off and kill the planet? Wow. Apple shame them by saying the feature helps reduce a carbon footprint uh-huh. or the battery chemically ages when deactivated.
0: So here's a question. Oh. Did they design the battery to chemically age if you don't use the feature
3: is that by design currently apple says the mode is available in the us and set to the on position by default there you go there's the answer and then you get the shaming mm-hmm. notice well but, but i think on the battery
0: are you saying that that you designed a battery to degrade if i don't use this feature yeah.
3: Now that now they haven't i don't see a response to that from Apple.
0: I, I was, would really wonder about that technology but but actually, no because it, the if the battery wouldn't necessarily be detecting whether or not you're getting clean energy as a as a charging source, the battery would be detecting whether or not you have that feature on. That's all you need the battery to detect. If you design the battery to degrade, as they mentioned here.
3: Apple says the feature does not engage when charging habits vary or if you travel. So it's connected to your GPS. Mm. It knows when you're home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which isn't new. No, I just. <laughs> and soon? <laughs> Is
0: it VPN proof? It will. Ooh. Oh, don't know. A lot of providers right now are looking at, you know, VPN proofing your, you know, their whatever they're offering, app or whatever. And I wonder if this is VPN proof. Or do you just shut off your GPS and it doesn't know? That's the question. Exactly what can it detect? My question, really my biggest question here, my biggest concern would be about the design of the battery. Did you, did they intently design a battery that would degrade faster if not using this feature.
3: Yeah, I don't know. That was just a, some person on Twitter wrote mm-hmm. that. I I haven't seen that anywhere else from any mm-hmm. legitimate organization at this point. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I'd love to know.
3: Please don't confuse clean energy charging with optimized char- battery charging. If you'd like to learn more about the latter, feel free to pursue our data, dedicated tutorial, which dives into optimized battery charging. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, optimized battery charging has been designed to prevent overstressing the battery uh, by learning from your charging routine to charge past 80%, which is one of the ways to maintain your phone's battery health. Right. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah. So they tell you how to turn it off and everything else, but it is it is there in uh and nowhere does it say that your battery degrades if you don't use it.
0: That's a claim being made.
3: That was a, a Twitter claim. Mm-hmm. Somebody claimed that on Twitter. But Yeah, I'd love to know I the answer to that question then. I haven't seen anybody who would be viewed as legitimate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, electricity engineering wise mm-hmm. that has made that has made that case. But we all know it's like you're <laughs> Your smart meter. Well, eventually we know. Eventually we know where the the smart meter, the smart thermostats. We eventually know where that's going.
0: Well, here's the thing.
3: You, you where they want it to go. If
0: you're the if you're the maker of the hardware, there is this even if it's not mandated. There is this call for them to commit to to uh, having more sustainable market. Or, or more more sustainable items in the marketplace more sustainable offerings right mm-hmm. one of the problems that they have had and I think it's hit them uh, recently uh, in recent months especially is the cobalt mines yeah because that's not just about EVs that's about your cell phones too and how we power electronics well Everybody has a cell phone. And when you look at that, again, that demand, and that's going to change the way that these companies are going to do things. They're going to say, well, see what we did here to lessen our carbon footprint is we designed a battery and phone to act this way. That's the whole idea that it's part of their corporate agenda so that they can attract attract more like-minded customers to participate at that level well this is why i love apple this is why i always will be an apple customer this is why you know that's there are a lot of people that are absolutely now those same people if you tell them You need to let your phone die for about 24
2: hours
0: (laughs) once or twice a week in order to help the planet. They're going to start crying. So it's one of these delicate balances that you have to play. Now, here's the thing. You purchase that phone that doesn't belong to Apple. It belongs to you. That's your device. And if they're going to make changes like that and people believe mm, that's a little too creepy, that's a little too far for me to, you know, to invest whatever it is, 1200 bucks on the new iPhone every couple of years, no. You know, one of the things, the technology has really hit a plateau and everybody's wondering, all right. What's the next new innovation that will really drive it? I mean, the the really drive an uptick in demand for smartphones in general. And right now it's about camera technology and everything else and, you know, capacity. Uh, because now the apps require so much incapacity. You're going to have to have you're just going to have to have a lot more capacity on your phone. Well, those offerings are there, but does that make the emotional play, right? Does that make, does that drive the emotional, oh my gosh, I've got to have this. Well, you haven't seen anything in the last few years that really did that. Not that they don't make improvements, but they've got to make an improvement that really goes to the point of, oh my gosh, if I don't have this now, if I don't get this now, then everything is going to be bricked. You know, everything that I have, it's so dated. It'll be obvious that it's dated. With the exception of the rollout of 5G, which is basically, you know, now I don't know any any provider that hasn't rolled out 5G. Their 5G. Right.
3: Well, I mean, you, you and I have been talking about with our phones that, you know, we're uh, Samsung,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: Android, and mm-hmm. looking at the new, what is it, uh, S. 23. 23, and I'm mm-hmm. looking at the S23 Ultra because mm-hmm. I love the stylus. I do everything. I do 99% of my work on my phone. Mm-hmm. And so they've got the 5,000 milliamp battery. And when you sit there and you think, okay, who wants to buy the – who's looking to buy what, what is it? And I've got a Galaxy Note 9, which is like from uh, 1847. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It still has a – It's it, it works off a dial-up modem <laughs> i can't even tell you how that works yes <laughs> and it's a rotary dial
3: <laughs> but i mean i i love the note i mean i love mm-hmm. the i love the the stylus because mm-hmm. i just i'm very comfortable doing work and even having a little larger screen now will actually be better for me but what i'm looking for is the big battery capacity the extra storage in there now because i think they come standard at what 256
0: i think that's where it starts now yeah yeah,
3: yeah. uh and, and it's where it starts to mm-hmm. to, to buy it mm-hmm. and uh you know, and and the five G, right? You know, so that right. that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at. Who isn't looking? And they're constantly talking about bigger batteries. Who's looking? Who actually has a smartphone that is looking to reduce the time, or excuse me, to extend the time it takes to charge, if it's not clean energy? Right,
0: right. No, no, that's it. And that's and that's, that's, where, that's the ultimate. That was question. your premise. That was yeah. Your, that that's was your the premise. ultimate question. Where's the demand where people are saying, no, I'm okay with it charging a lot slower for the sake of the (laughs) planet. That's my whole point of, you know, there are people out there that tell their friends, oh, you know what it does? You know what it does? You know what it does? And they get home and it's not charging. They wake up in the morning and it's only half charged or whatever. It's not charging as fast as they want it to charge. What's been the, the in terms of charging? What has been the trend now for what at least a decade? Fast, 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 fast charging. Right. They designed and, and,
3: and no hassle. And just
0: lay it down. They designed the batteries more and more right. for faster and faster charging.
3: And you can charge without having to connect the cable to yep. it. The charging yep. stations. Yep. You know, everybody. They even have it at the airport. In mm-hmm. places where so mm-hmm. they have the chart, you just set the phone down. Yep. So everything is convenient. I was at a restaurant that had it power. right
0: there on the table, integrated yeah. right there in the table. Just set your phone on the table, it starts charging. And that's the demand. Not, oh no, I want a slower charge for the sake yeah. of
3: the planet. 866 90 Red Eye.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio. Toll free at 866 90 Red Eye.
3: it's red eye radio he's Eric Hurley and I'm gary mcNamara eight six six ninety uh red eye and then uh we see that uh the uh, in inflation what do they call it uh, uh expenses what's what's that uh, inflation number called the uh the, that's the the determination of how much more people are spending
0: uh the consumer
3: spending what the the report that came out on friday
0: oh um, I'll get it here in just a second. Yeah, I yeah. don't have it in front of me. I was, I'm looking at, in fact, uh, what is set for well, today. We'll get, but, yeah, um, we'll get,
3: we'll get yeah. that. We'll get that coming up on the top of the hour, but yeah, it's, it's not good. Right. It's not good where it stands.
0: Well, it, it's, it reflects exactly what major retailers were talking about, including Walmart. Walmart projected that this year was not going to be the same in spending from its customer base. And so Friday's report was indicative of that for January.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.